of a sudden it's like 10.30, spiders waiting to get in at 11. <laughs> and we're like, you know what I mean? Like trying to get stuff done. And I just felt like we had a lot of giggles. I mean, this project has been full of fun and funny um, moments and both on and off the podcast, you know? Welcome to Matter of Fat, a body positive podcast with Midwest sensibilities. Hi, I'm Kat Palavoda, a local fat feminist, shop owner, and okay, this is officially the last time I have to struggle to come up with a cute Midwestern intro for the top of the show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Soraya Bogani. Hi, I'm Soraya, a fat multiracial Minneapolitan millennial who doesn't know the next time they'll string together fat multiracial Minneapolitan millennial ever again. <laughs> wow. Um, it's, I mean, it's iconic, Soraya. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> On Matter of Fat, we have talked about the cultural politics of fat liberation with a Midwest perspective for five years. Yep, five years. And this is the ultimate episode, not the penultimate, the ultimate episode. Our last episode of five seasons. It's wild to consider what five seasons or five years of making this podcast has meant for you and for me and for our listeners and our community. Truly, truly wild. But uh, that's what we're going to try to attempt in this last and final episode of Matter of Fat. Like we do at the end of every season, this episode will cover some of our bests of the year um, and we'll try to cover some of the best of making Matter of Fat over the last five years uh-huh and we'll trot out some old chestnuts too just you know for the sake of nostalgia <laughs> all as, as a matter, matter of fact speaking of old chestnuts <laughs> it's you so aptly uh, set this up aptly yes aptly mm-hmm. um before we get into our first topic we are going to try something a little fun and silly that we're going to infuse throughout this episode which is some minnesota questions Da-da-da-da. so uh just for you at home who hasn't been following along from the first episode, or even if you have been, it's been so, so long. Right. Um, we originally brainstormed some initial like Midwestern Minnesota questions that we would ask our guests in the first season and leverage for our first like end of season event as like uh, talking points for our guests who came and like mingled. And so we got them out so we can ask each other in between, you know, points of conversation so and okay Soraya you have conceptualized the cool way we're going to do this you have a number randomizer so you're gonna (laughs) (laughs) you are going to select a question at random and we're gonna answer Uh it right yeah yeah so we won't get through all the questions but I've got I've got a really great one for you right off the bat okay we're we're coming in we're coming in hot with the question hot dish or bars oh yeah I mean You know, like, I feel like, which one of my children do I choose? You know, like, <laughs> how is one supposed to choose between? Um, so I'm going to just go based on my gut and the mood I'm in right now. And I will say hot dish. Yeah. Why? Um, I think, like, desserts come in lots of forms. And I could survive without bars. It'd be tough. But I could do it. But a hot dish, specifically a green bean casserole. I just, it's hard for me to think 
what in my life could replace that? Uh, like what in the food yeah. world could come close to like those cans of slop mixed together oh my God. with my really French's fried, fried green onions on top? Painted a picture. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm, hot dishes, I'm, if I had to pick, I think that's what I would choose. Uh, Soraya, where is your head at around this question? Well, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, my interest is piqued because you also mentioned casserole, which I think is a whole nother discussion for, you know, some other podcast to pick up um, and talk about. I, as much as I love a scotch roux bar, Yum. I think my mom's tater tot hot dish yes. is just like, that's essentialism and comfort to me in like comfort food. So also podcast related, I mean, the fat dish our segment for a long time running is a play on the concept of hot dish. It sure is. I'm glad you connected that. We don't have any segments that connect to bars. (laughs) Bars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a great, there are some weird questions in here. So that was a stellar one to kick it off with. That was a really good one to kick it off with. And with that, I think we should get into our first topic for our last episode. Okay. What is it? Well, I think we need to talk about the fact that we're, you know, matter of fat is coming to an end. Um, and I think f- folks would be interested to know, like, how we came to that decision, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've been teasing it out a little bit throughout the entirety of the season, but I don't think we've just, like, very clear-cut said why it's coming to an end. And uh, and it's basically because we can't stand each other anymore. Okay, please. Stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> that people want to hear but it's not the truth i'm so sorry i'm so sorry up no i know (laughs) that's not why dirt and discourse right is straight alive bring it up no no well i think my perspective is that this has been an amazing project for the last five years something that has been a passion project based on our friendship and we still enjoy it. We still like it and are also looking at how our energy is being spent and like what other things can come from closing out this chapter of our lives. So that's my like elevator speech as to why this is happening. What else would you add or or what would you correct? Yeah, no, I wouldn't correct anything. I, uh, a philosophy I bring to a lot of a lot of stuff, projects and relationships and jobs. Um, when I was in college, I worked for an after-school program, and the person who ran it, her name is – she still runs it. Her name is Jane Krenz. And we were doing this activity um, about, you know, activities for kids. And her advice was if you're doing a fun game, if you're doing something f- like an activity with um, the students and they're really into it, stop it while it's still fun. Like stop Mm. it while everything still feels good and exciting because then everyone's going to like look to that with – they'll remember it in such a fun way. Whereas like if you play it out longer and longer and longer, everyone's going to get bored and the the way that that like is left in their mind is going to be different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so wise. And I really, I don't know why that has stuck with me so much, but I feel like it can relate to so many parts of life. And so for us, Soraya, in this project, like we could keep going, I suppose. Um, but mm-hmm. like, 
this sounds dramatic, but at what cost? You know, like, um, I feel like if we continue and go on and on and on with like how things are right now, um, I worry that our energies will not be as able to show up for the project. Um, Mm. And I worry that like what we create will be diminished because we're not fully there. Does that make sense? Yeah, which is interestingly at odds with maybe how I initially concepted this project with you. And I don't know what your thoughts were. Well, well, I should be honest. When you first broached this, I'm like, yeah, we can try it, but it'll never like actually go anywhere. <laughs> Five <laughs> years later. <laughs> yeah, fun experiment. <laughs> wow, was I wrong? Like literal receipts uh, that I have uploaded time and time again. Yeah. But but I think, you know, when we first started this, a podcast in my mind and the ones that I loved and really took a lot of um, examples from on how we wanted to run ours are still going on. And so for whatever reason, I was like, oh, yeah, a podcast will be something that goes on in perpetuity and like for many, many, many years. And I just didn't really think about the end. I think that's something we also ran into as we were trying to conclude this. It's like. How, how do you end a podcast? I don't know. Well, I know it, it feels like there over the last five years and, you know, even before we started this project, but over the last five years in particular, there's been so much information available about how to start a podcast, but there's very little information on how to end a podcast. And so I feel like we're navigating this. Um, yeah, a little bit like unpre- not unprepared, but just like um I don't know. There, I just it, there's like no right way to do it. I guess you know. Which is kind of how we've navigated the start of it too. Yeah, that's true. I we've talked about this on the podcast before, though, Soraya. Our differing approaches, like as we <laughs> embarked upon this project and as it's continued, me being like, mm-hmm. "It's amazing. It's going to happen. We're going to do it. Everyone's going to love it." And you being like, "We will try it. We will see <laughs> how it turns out. We will attempt <laughs> to make something people want to listen to." You know, and I I think that um, our that is sort of where we naturally kind of come to projects or at least, you know, at that, at the time did. Um, but I yeah. think we've been good for each other in that because that mix, cause really somewhere in the middle is probably a healthy place to be. And so yeah. I think we bring that out of each other <laughs> in a way that has been helpful for this project and beyond. Yeah. Which is telling for both of us to come to the conclusions like, yeah, five seasons is good. Like that's a lot of work that yeah. feels enough and also joyful and still based in the values that helped us initiate this yeah my intentatively (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah I I feel like something too that we should share with our audience Soraya is that when we started thinking about this because this has been a topic of conversation between us for a while um Mm -hmm. and it really there was something that happened maybe last year. I don't, in one of our conversations about this, you and I decided like, well, we can still have like a, a weekly friend hang on the calendar though. Like we can still check in with each other on a regular basis, even if we're not making this project. And I don't know about you, but for me, that was really what like clicked in my head of like, okay, well then I'm ready to let this go. Like I Mm -hmm. am not ready to let you go as my friend. I'm not ready to like, let like what we have go. Um, But I'm excited for it to show up in a way that is not only driven by like our matter of fact, not, not that, 
the only time we ever interact is driven by our matter of fact <laughs> deadlines now, you know, but I'm excited about the opportunity to be able to spend time and space together and not have to worry about matter of fact deadlines. Yeah. It's interesting how our friendship has developed and grown through working on a professional project like this and having that carved out time and um, accountability to each other over the last few years, especially in the mix of a pandemic and social uprising and like how cool that that ended up being a structure of support for us. And also, uh, I, yeah, we're not really letting go of our friendship. We're also not letting go of the community that's no. been built through this. No. I think you especially are still so plugged into that community and are going to continue to do things. Yeah. And, and I will too be active as a as like more of a participant. Um, so we're not really letting go of anything and just acknowledging that it's just time. Yeah. And we feel good about it. Yeah. And something you said before, too, it strikes me like the podcast that we love, we just assume they'll go on forever. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and but they don't. But they don't. But they don't. And something you often remind me about, Surya, I'm always like, but we need to be doing this and this and that. And we <laughs> could do this. And you're like, yeah, Kat, you're looking to podcasts that like have like several full-time people working on them, you know? And so to Uh be able to compare what we've been able to carve out with this project versus some of these like bigger, more large-scale podcasts that really do, um, they're just like on a different scale in terms of the time and resources folks have to create them. Um, Mm -hmm. So that comparison doesn't always seem fair. And I appreciate you for reminding me of that. Mm -hmm. I also think to that point, like, okay, for a while we were thinking of growth, but in closing this out now, we've also protected the fact that this podcast has been only our, you know, quote unquote agenda. Yeah. We haven't been beholden to anybody else's voice or expectations or monetary support, except for the wonderful contributors from our listeners who have agreed with what we're doing and then wanted to contribute monetarily to yeah. that. So, oh, well, there's one, not exception, but one caveat to that. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Remember we had one sponsor one yeah, time? Yeah, for sure. For sure. But they didn't like infringe upon no. our creative content no. in any way. Not yeah. in any way, yeah. There was a while, listeners, where like in the middle we thought like, yes, we're going to get sponsors and do this and that. And that just didn't, I don't know. It It was like it, in hindsight, I want to say it was about like the time and energy, but I think maybe more accurately, it was just about like the vibe. Like it felt mm-hmm. weird for us to be, I don't know, to be approaching that in that way. And um, yeah, you know, you've heard us talk as the seasons have gone on. Finances are always a question mark here because like, you know, we're putting more money into this project than we've ever gotten from the project. Um, but still, we never really found our groove in terms of sponsorship and um, yeah, in hindsight, I think that maybe like that's how it was supposed to be. I agree. I don't think we ever had the passion to make that, or even though that was like, well, if we want to keep doing this, we really need to figure this Yeah. Out. It's like, well, actually, no, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't. Need well, to. And that's a time thing as well, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. um, again, if this was a podcast where there was like, you know, two full-time people working on it, the, the possibilities would just have been different. Um, but for what we were able to like dedicate to this which has a lot over the last five years i think Mm -hmm. we really do have a lot to show for it and also i think that means the contributions from our listeners are even more meaningful in my eyes yeah just like wow 
capitalism is rough <laughs> and like yep. y'all parted with your money to su- like support us and support our conversations and our values and the community. It's just so incredible. So yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the, when we introduced fat cash since then, it's just been really, Oh my God. Like the, like the little like happy dances we do when we screen, like I'm usually the one who checks the Venmo and I'll screen grab things and send them to Soraya. And we're always just like, Oh my God, people are so wonderful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. This is a little bit of a tangent. Yeah. But I was hanging out with friend of the pod mom last night uh-huh. and uh, she said, so now that the podcast is ending, didn't you like have a pact with Kat to get a tattoo? And I'm like, I don't think it was like that. I don't think it was a pact that upon the end, the culmination of the podcast, we have to get tattooed. She's like, maybe you should get like a fat cash somewhere uh-huh. on your body. Like, uh- I was like, like, yeah, I don't know. She said in Comic Sans. And I was like, I don't think oh so. My gosh. <laughs> I appreciate the commitment to like the things that have made us LOL. But like, Sreya, I would never get a Comic Sans tattoo on my body. Uh, never? <laughs> <laughs> comic sans my dude just what, if, what if it's mof just In like very tiny san- very tiny oh my God. but i actually i'm so glad you brought that up and i'm so glad mom brought that up um because oh, we, no. we have discussed that before and mm-hmm. i for one would be very here for it so i think yeah. we can just leave it at that and yeah. that is one of the many unknowns dear listeners that you will have to be left with as we um move out of matter of fat life Mm -hmm. is there anything else that you want to share just about this project coming to an end or why we're doing it (sighs) no i feel like we've covered it are you do you feel like we've covered it i think so it's also like so complex that every time i think about the questions that we've provided for this episode i'm like oh it's this and this and this and this and this so it's kind of like well i'm just recording now we're, yeah we'll do it live well, is well, what we, we yeah. are we're actually we kind of challenged ourselves to do a lot of things live or you know what i mean like um <laughs> for this episode which is fun i think for both of us but yeah i mean i i like where you're going with that um i think our audience needs to know that this has been like a series of conversations over the last two years and you're getting mm-hmm. like 12 minutes of it right now so <laughs> you know you are are getting parts of the many things that we've been talking about and discussing and kind of yeah thinking through um, over mm-hmm. the last several years oh you know what time it is <gasps> i think i do is it time for another minnesota question yes it yes. is yes it is okay get that I, number randomizer going it is done it yes. is ready yes. and also i just like this randomizer is really hitting all the right numbers okay. for us what's this because one and i uh-huh I know what it's going to be. I know what your answer is going to be. What do you, well, I was going to ask you, what question do you hope it is? Oh my gosh. I, some of the questions are, I don't have answers to. So I hope it's one that I have a decisive answer to. But oh, you do. But before you even share it, I would like to yeah. challenge you to go first on this one. Oh, okay. Are you That's open to it? Me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so the question is Minneapolis or St. Paul? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you um, go first, Soraya, because I feel like, well, I feel like I, I know both of our answers. Yours but. is very, yeah, yours is very quick and ready to go. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I have lived in Minneapolis. I'm a Minneapolitan, as the intro has said. We both lived in St. Paul when we went to college. Yeah. 
I currently live just like on the border. I'm technically in Minneapolis, but I'm very close to St. Paul. Yeah. Also, this isn't like a Midwestern question. This is very securely like Minnesota based. Um, yeah. Minnesota. Um, I, I have to say Minneapolis because it's just what I've become accustomed to for so long. I knew that's what you were going to say. And I think uh. that's great. Um, and you know what I'm no, going to say. <laughs> no, you don't with that tone. <laughs> I think that's great. I, I bless your that. heart. That's your bless no, your heart. No, here's what it is. It's a, I love that for you. <laughs> that's a bless your heart, I my know friend. It is. Okay. Yeah, I actually do typically say I love that for you in a genuine way, but that was a bless your heart way, uh-huh. uh, which you and probably our audience could obviously tell. Um, I, You know the my answer to this. Dear listeners, you probably know the answer to this. I love St. Paul. And I can report to you that I am officially living back in St. Paul as this podcast comes to a close, which if you have been paying attention, I wanted to do the entire duration of this podcast. <laughs> you took five years. It took great. five years, but now I'm here. Um, so that is, um, yeah, a really fun, a really fun thing. Yeah. Good yeah. question. Great question. Great question. So I think that like leads us into kind of our, our favorites, our bests, right, of the podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And typically we do like just the year, but I think because um, we're wrapping up, we've thought about answering with all of the years in mind. Though I will say it's hard to remember back, <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. So, The first thing, the first best that we want to talk through is our best listener interaction. Do you want to go first for this one? I think I have two answers. Okay. If that's appropriate. Yeah, please do. And also, I think with all of these, I feel like my answer is going to be one of the bests, you know? Yeah. Okay, so answer one brings us back to season one, where we had a proper end of season celebration, um, where we had little matter of fact branded printed out table talking things like the Minnesota <laughs> questions we're talking about, where we, we bars, we yeah, yeah, where we yes we had bars where we talked about um, I don't know we had like a we, like it was a moment where like everyone was there and then we like stood up and chatted for a little bit and talked about the season. We had a lot of people come out for that, um, and yeah. our parents were there, and it was just. I oh my gosh I I'm still like filled with joy thinking about that night so that was for me one of our best listener interactions I mean a big one right it was like lots of mm-hmm. lots of our audience there um and then I think my second one is something very little but I just it was such a delight the other day maybe a couple weeks ago Soraya it was you you so Alejandra and I were working at cake and you came by. And we were, ah! so the three of us were there and then yes. there was someone there shopping um, yes. and they were like, oh my God, this is so weird because like I listened to your podcast and it's so weird to like hear you two yes. talking in real life. And then we're like, oh, you think this is weird? Alejandra is on the next episode. So all three <laughs> of us are talking in the next episode. <laughs> and that was just so fun for me. Um, yeah. So that is a very recent one, but it just, it, that was honestly like the first thing that popped in my mind when I thought about this question. Mm, I was thinking about that one too because it happened so recently. Yes, and it was so fun. They were like, "I feel like this is my own personal podcast episode" because we were just chatting. We, we were, were just like, I think I was trying on clothes in the changing room yeah, and like talking. talking across the wall. To you. <laughs> it was so sweet. Also, that person um, 
they were looking for a Halloween costume, and I saw that they uh, submitted to the costume contest, oh, which was wow. so cool. That that's awesome. Their costume was great too. I really liked. I it. didn't put that so. together. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was just so like, and for us, like, you think this is great? Wait till the next episode. <laughs> it's all three of us. It's all of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Okay. How, how about for you? What are you thinking about when you consider the best <sighs> listener interactions we've had? Okay, I might do 2.5. Um, oh, okay. I don't know. Allowed. Well, I mean, I, everything's allowed. Come on. <laughs> right? It's my last episode. I can do whatever I want. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I guess the first one is really general, though. I, I don't know what this says about, like, my psyche, but I'm still surprised whenever anybody takes the time to listen to our podcast yeah. and our project because it, it feels very intimate when we do it. So anytime, like, a person I know in real life – talks to me about an episode I'm like oh my god like you (laughs) you took your time to listen to us and like to then say that you listen and engage in a conversation with me about it it's just like incredible to me that a project that I care about and don't expect others I mean I want others to care about but I don't expect it Mm -hmm. because of the nature of like anti-fat bias and like how people in the society treat fat liberation and fat people yeah um it's just amazing to me i just i don't know it just is really special and so to that end i think so something's coming up where my company is having a very swanky holiday party and um the last time we had this before the pandemic it was just hanging out and somebody in my organization who like i had have occasional work experiences with but like never really talked with on a personal level it was just like sharing workflow things um they came up to me and they're like your podcast is amazing you and Kat are so wonderful and I'm so proud of the work you're doing and I was like oh my god what's happening right now I love it I know it was just so out of the blue so like because I I had a very like separate identity from work and like Mm -hmm. this podcast and I'm like it doesn't matter it's still out there and it's still getting around yeah and like people are resonating with it so that's the that's the second one and then the point five one is just anytime I don't know I've been able to have a com- oh no no Oh, I have a lot. But there was one DM. Do you remember this from someone who lives in the UK who just shared about how meaningful this podcast has been for them when life just got really overwhelming or pretty dark Mm -hmm. and they just like listening to it because it was like sitting with friends. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, like that. I like get emotional about that because that's the best podcast I've listened to have had that impact on me and to know that we've made a project that has had that effect on someone else where they could just feel comfortable and safe and like heard and enjoy life because of it is like the best thing in the world. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those are all so good. Yeah. I mean, I could keep naming them forever, so I'm going to stop now. Also, as a small aside, you mentioned Uh a swanky holiday party from years previous, but we Uh should tell the people who your date is for your upcoming holiday party. I am so pleased to unveil it to the to the world that Kat will be escorting me to me. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Like I got the invitation the other day and I was like, uh, absolutely. I'm bringing a plus one. I do not know who it'll be yet. And I was talking with a friend of the podcast, Ashley, um, uh, who I work with. 
And she's like, what if you brought Kat? And I was like, oh, yeah, obviously. And she's like, wait, don't. <laughs> wait, don't. I'm nervous now. <laughs> Sorry, Ashley, I'm coming. We're going to chat. It's going to be great. She's so excited. Fun. And like, it's going to be so much fun. So we are going to get glitzy and clammy and have a good time. Oh, I cannot even wait. As an additional aside, I re- I just had COVID. And so I'm like rethinking all of my thoughts about winter because I had really before getting COVID had really thought, okay, soon here, I'm going to be hunkering down. I'm going to be saying no to every social engagement. And now I'm like, well, <laughs> plot twist, my immunity's doing great. So I'm, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm, just like, mm-hmm. take me to all of the winter engagements. I'm here. <laughs> I got boosted, but I'm still thinking I'm going to do a coordinating mask with my outfit. I or love something. that. Mm-hmm. I'll probably, yeah. we were talking about this, you and I. I think that um, for me, with crowds above a certain size, I think just like as a default, I'll probably be more inclined to mask um, than not moving forward for who knows how long yeah well and as we as we know like who knows what'll happen with this party or the reality of december even though we're in november right now but for now it's fun to plan to for think about yeah, yeah to think about so i wonder if we'll get any other interactions at this next party fun cool mm-hmm. look forward to them Okay, we got to keep it moving, though. Yeah. Um, okay, and actually, so the next one, best we wanted to talk about was the best feedback that has – or, like, feedback that has impacted us the most. Yeah. And you sharing one of your answers to the first prompt was, like, a direct tie-in to my answer for this. Okay. Which is – I love when people – so, again, it's not like a here's the one thing someone said, but generally – when people give us feedback that like speaks to the things that I like most about other podcasts, it warms mm-hmm. my heart and it makes me, it just, I feel so proud of what we're doing. And specifically, it's this like combination of feeling like we're friends and we're chatting and giggling and mm-hmm. also like learning and reflecting. And a mm-hmm. lot of our, um, a couple of our, uh, reviews actually on Apple Podcasts, the last couple ones hit on some oh. of those things directly about yes. how folks love like laughing with us and learning with us. And that just makes it's like, okay, cool, check, we did it. That's what I wanted from this to, to create with this project. And to hear that that's how it's landing for other folks has been that is just very, very meaningful to me. Uh, it's very undoing to be seen so fully and mm. like to have a project that you've put that we've poured a lot of time and effort and, and investment in to then be reciprocated and kind with a, a comment like that. It's just like, yeah, incredibly satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, feedback that has impacted me the most actually. Okay. So we talk about our moms a lot. Uh, <laughs> this yeah. Podcast. The intergenerational dialogue that has come up for me and my family because of this podcast would never have happened before. Like, I would never have been able to unpack certain concepts or have the conversations I've had with my mom without this podcast and this project. Wow. And so, like, impacting me the most personally yeah. has certainly been, one, the support my mom has shown in listening to this podcast, and then two, her like willingness to explore how it does and doesn't apply to her and like to understand that. And so, wow. Yeah, just a, a true gift. And I wonder if that has played out for other folks who have listened or, or how it has or hasn't elicited conversations in their circles. 
for understanding. Oh, that's so sweet. And th- that is just like, wow, such a big impact. And I'm so, I'm so glad you were able to share that. And that, that is something that you've been able to share with your mom. Jan, we love you. Jan and Becky. Shout out oh, to and Becky. We love Becky. Has anybody called her yeah. Bex before? I don't know why I did. Just but you this one time. <laughs> <laughs> I dibs it. I dibs it. <laughs> you know, we've said yeah. it before. I'll say it again. We love moms. We, we love, love moms. moms. We love moms. We love our moms. Yeah. And we love the support our moms have shown to us throughout this project. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, next next podcast best. Uh, best door that was opened because of this podcast. Oh, this is a cool one. Soraya, mm-hmm. what's your answer? Uh, I think the creativity door. So doing this allowed me to explore audio engineering, which yeah. I had an, a latent interest in, but like no actual structural way to explore it. And... I think about now editing the podcast versus when we first started and how much I know, how comfortable I am with it. Um, And it takes hours upon hours to get to that level. And I'm not saying I'm the most excellent audio engineer. There's a lot I don't know. But because of that now, like I get to support some folks who are doing a podcast at work. And who knows what else I'll be able to do with this skill set now that I have more time freed up as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just having like a creative how, outlet. Mm-hmm, I love that. And it was just like, especially the, the editing and like audio engineering piece for you, or for, I guess something I think about for anything, it's like you sort of become an ex not accidental because this was very on purpose, but like, because you have to just do it. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, three years later, four years later, you're like, oh yeah, I'm like very adept at doing this because I've been doing it for years, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and that's just so cool to consider and awesome to think about how that might translate to other things for you and is allowing you to show support to other folks who are doing important projects too. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. What about you? What's your answer? I I don't know if I have one Ooh. specific. Record I know. Scratch. It's just so oh, specifically. Oh. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. But like, I'm, I feel like, so I guess uh, this is maybe like getting a little out there, but like for me, my work with Matter of Fat and my work with Cake is very deeply connected, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because they're in pursuit of some similar things um, and speak to the same slash similar communities um, and are both centered in work of fat liberation. So when I think about the last five years of my life, it's a little bit hard to like t- pick them apart, you know, like mm-hmm. this is an opportunity because of matter of fat or this is often, it was an opportunity because of cake. Um, but I will tell you like the joy I have in having matter of fat be part of like my email signature, the way I describe like, you know, I'm cat. I do this and this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been thinking a lot about what it'll feel like to not have that as part of like, I, mm. I think that being a podcast host has become part of my identity. Mm. And um, so it's weird to think about what that will look like once this is done. And especially like when we're a year out or two years out or, you know, those kind of things. Um, so I've really taken this question in a direction that is different, but, um, the best doors that have been open because of the podcast, all of the doors that have been open because of the podcast, because it's difficult for me to, to be able to like distinguish among, among them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
two okay two thoughts off of that yeah mm-hmm. first it's so interesting how we approach this project because for me like I love this project and it's so intriguing because I don't bring it up it's not something I like lead with with anybody yeah. in my life and also it's so interesting how like friends I know are like oh how's the podcast or like people I work with it's like how's the podcast going and I was right. like I don't even think that's the most interesting thing about my life but like that's what they think is or like they're so enthusiastic about this project that they want to show that and I think it's so intriguing because I'm like oh I mean that's, that's really fine sweet. like it's good um, I also feel <laughs> like that's like one of their connections to you like I know like I have friends that hear more from me because of matter of fact than Mm. like our phone conversations you know because like they're listening to me every other week when we're in season talking about my life Mm -hmm. um which is more than sometimes we're able to make happen um just the two of us Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point and I have one other best door open which is the relationship to our uh our assistants. Like I would oh, not I, mm, have yeah. known them in any capacity if it wasn't for them having interest in working with us on the podcast. So that's very cool. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I would have known them all in a small capacity, <laughs> right, you know, right, right. just because of like um, cake connections and that kind of thing. But the ability to be able to get to know all of them more mm-hmm. was a real gift. And, you know, we talked a lot about that in our previous episode where we were able to hear from um, some updates and interviews with them. But yeah, having like a little team around this was just so special. Ooh, what about our guests though? Because we've known some of our guests in a previous capacity, but like never within the scope of having an interview with them. Yes, every interview was such an absolute gift. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's let's keep her moving. Uh best best lesson you learned. I have an immediate thought. Excellent. I think this lesson, I mean, there. I feel like there's lots of lessons we learned, but something, this relates to kind of how we've structured this project. And the lesson is, if you want it to happen, it has to be on the calendar. <laughs> um, and if you want it to happen, you have to have like routine and timeline and like blocked off time on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that's what saved us a lot of the time, Soraya. Yeah. Like we're like, okay, well, we don't actually know. But like, oh, but we have Wednesday night. We'll catch up on Wednesday night. We'll talk about it then. You know, mm-hmm. like this whole project we've had that while the days have changed for the for the most part we've had two solid days every week that are just on our, that live on our calendar mm-hmm. where we connect what matter of that and sometimes we don't need all that time sometimes we need a lot more time mm-hmm. um but like from a project perspective what's on the calendar if if i want it to happen it, it if it's on the calendar it's more likely to happen wow such an adult learning uh i love that <laughs> uh use that gcal um but it's true. I think in tandem with that is that you can do it. Like any project you want to do, you can do it. Like when we did this, we're like, are we really doing a podcast? And it's like, oh, it's not that hard. It is difficult. Like there are hurdles to it, but it's not actually that hard when it comes down to it. You just have to be persistent enough and have it on the calendar. So and yeah, and I think it's right. Dedicate the time to it. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, I'm thinking about that quote that you shared with me that really resonated with both of us about how like the thing about creative people is that like when you do a thing at the beginning it's crap and like you know it's crap and you can tell it's crap because you have such like high. Do you want like, me to read it? Around- 
Yes, yes. <laughs> like, um, cat, stop trying to no, stumble no, no. through this I think quote. You, I think it was good. Um, it's from Ira Glass, too, which I think is yeah. telling because that is a famous podcaster, kind of the original podcaster. All right. So this is the quote from Ira Glass. It's kind of entitled The Gap. It was shared to me with my current boss, who I really admire and listens to this podcast. Shout out, Brittany. Uh, but this is the quote. Nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish someone told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there is this gap. For the first couple of years, you make stuff. It's just not that good. It's trying to be good. It has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of mm. people... <laughs> let that resonate. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have the special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this. And if you are just starting out or you are still in this phase, you got to know it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is do a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week you will finish one story. It is only by going through a volume of work that you will close that gap and your work will be as good as your ambitions. I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's going to take a while. It's normal to take a while. You've just got to fight your way through. Mm. I that just really speaks to me mm -hmm. <laughs> as an it entrepreneur, just, as a creative. Mm -hmm, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I I wonder if I can like say this in a way that like makes sense and also doesn't diminish this project. But it's like I feel I like I see that because it's a t the timeline is like what he's speaking to, right? You yeah. know, like you start out and you know, and I think I can see that timeline spanning across the five years of this project for us. Mm -hmm. And also in some ways, I, I feel like in my life, in terms of my creative projects and endeavors, I'm still at the very beginning, mm -hmm. right? Like this podcast in and of itself could all be the, not the stuff we like push away as crap, but like the, the phase one of like where all of this is, is going. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that, I, and again, I don't say that to diminish the work we've done here. And also, it just feels like a life is long kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. And to, to think for you and me, the creative endeavors we uh, now are a little more open to pursue because there's just more time on the calendar. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, I can answer quickly of the best lesson yes. I learned. I know I like added more to the, your point, but no, but it was great. The best lesson that I learned was that once you claim something that has been shameful for you and like get real comfortable with it, all of that falls away and you can just like live more fully and enjoy life. So, mm. I mean, so good. I think I was like, you know, progressive leaning when we started this podcast, but I wasn't calling myself fat. I wasn't investing in why I deserve to be treated well or not feel judged or wrong. Yeah. And yeah. exploring that with you, Kat, and getting more radical and then like putting it out in the world and having other what? people listen to it was incredibly yeah. scary to me. Like, I think I almost hope people didn't listen because then uh, who knows what that meant for me. Um, yeah. And as our country creeps closer and closer to fascism, I'm still scared that this exists out there um, and what that means to have my voice out there aligned with such, you know, quote unquote, radical thoughts. But they are my mm -hmm. thoughts. And I think there's yeah. a level of integrity that comes in standing by that or exploring that yeah. with you. 
So, oh yes, yeah. all of those things. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you shared that. Yeah. Okay. A little lighter thing. What has been uh-huh. the funniest moment? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, my mind goes to those late nights at KFAI. Oh my god! Like, I just <laughs> feel like. Because it was like late. I mean, it was always late. Like I would so like close late. the shop and then come over. So it was a lot of like 9 p.m. start times for us. Yeah. I would have like gobbled my subway on the way over. Yeah. We'd get in. We'd be, And it was just like – and then it's like, okay, all of a sudden it's like 1030. Spiders waiting to get in at 11. <laughs> and we're like – you know what I mean? Like trying to get stuff done. And I just felt like we had a lot of giggles. I mean, this project has been full of fun and funny um, moments and both on and off the podcast, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I think a lot about that KFAI late night time. Yeah, that was like being in another plane of existence. It was always either too hot or too cold. Yeah. Um, and you can't have the door open because you're recording. Right. It was dark because we were always doing it late at night. There are some interesting characters around, and so many. Yeah, it just felt like we were not existing in real time or the real world. And so we got very silly, uh, very, very silly, really, really, very, very fast. Um, Great, great shout out. I think the funniest moment is (laughs) one time I clipped together some of the sounds you make when you're really excited or interested in in what we're talking about. (laughs) And it, I, I think I played it for you and you were like, I hate this so much. And also mm-hmm. it's just listening to all the things that don't make it into the podcast, all the funny asides we have in between takes and whatnot. It just reminds me of why we do this. Cause like, I think we're funny whether or not we are. I think we're funny. Yeah, and, you too, and that's all that matters. And that's right? all that matters really as cheesy or pun laden as these episodes are. I think they're just real funny. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, you more than anyone, you like truly. It's just you. Like when we say funny stuff that gets cut out, I guess in the moment I'm hearing it, but I never get to listen to that back. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you cut it, it's like you have this insider scoop of everything that we've ever. You know the like. Mm-hmm. Oh, one second. Let me just like drink this. Oh, I spilled my shit. Oh, <laughs> you know, like those kind of moments, like <laughs> that never, <laughs> that would never be. You know, out there, um, you get to hear all of them. And so I just think that's so – I guess I hadn't like – I mean, I've thought about it, but um, that's a lot of special. weird shit that you've got to laugh at and cut out. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff I've listened to that I don't want – I don't think is funny either. But that's okay. A lot of mouth sounds that I've my ears oh, have been mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. subjected to. Yeah, that's the perfect wording. And I will say, though, we have started to integrate those funny moments into this season at the beginning. And some yeah. of those aren't, like, in the episode fully. Some of them have been what would have been lost otherwise. So That's true. Yeah. We'll I think it's there. a fun little addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those were really fun. Best to think about. Um and now we get another question, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. I got it for you. You ready? You oh, ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Go for it. Again, another cat-specific question for some reason. How? How does the randomizer know? It just knows. It just knows. All right, cat. Vikings yeah. or Packers? Oh, Packers, 1,000%. I talked to my dad about five things. If the Packers are not part of that, it like diminishes our conversation possibilities by 20%. So, yes. 
Packers all the way. Football, allowing familial relationships to proliferate to and maintain. Flourish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's a great but, answer. But I think Vikings, just because that's those that's the game I went to with my dad. That's the team my dad appreciates and watches. So, and also, I love that they're like always disappointing. Like people still have hope, even though. They're always disappointed, except for currently. They've had a streak. I was gonna say, except for this season. And this is me Googling scores. Like, I don't watch games. But, um, yeah, the Packers are not doing well this season. And the Vikings are doing very well this season. It's just, it can't last. I hope it does for no. the sake of, uh, you know, Vikings fans everywhere. But um, I just think yeah. it's funny to have a team that does really well until the last minute and then doesn't. And yeah. so I support that. I support yeah. that. Yeah, well... Yeah, I mean, like my dad would say, like they're great, but there's no way they're going all the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> also, like take anything I have to say about this question with a boulder of salt because I don't know and I don't care. Also, also the NFL is terrible. Oh, so yeah, that. we could also we could just disregard this as a whole. But um, the duality of Kat yeah. saying yeah. that when she loves the romance novels that focus on like an NFL star. Oh my god! Do you know this is a huge aside? Alexa Martin. So okay, what Soraya is referencing is this author Alexa Martin has this series of these football like rom coms. But what I want to share with you is that she has come out with two books recently, and Soraya neither of them are about football and i and i've bought them and i will listen to them but i'm like alexa get back to the genre and we probably discussed this in the podcast before she's married to a football player which is part of what influences this like type of um themes in her writing but i am just like what will i do if any of you have good rom-com reads that involve um a love affair with professional sports players i think i would need those recommendations please and thank you <laughs> the two funniest things about you cat is your love of propaganda shows and football related romances i die uh, you know to that i say we contain multitudes yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> and also it's disgusting i know <laughs> not it's some of my not some of my most complimentary um, impulses. Not the most harmful. Yeah, we contain multitudes. We'll just stick with that. Yeah, okay. we'll stick with that. Okay, but uh, let's... And speaking of oh, containing multitudes... There you go. Great segue. Good job. Can I go with Excellent. it? Can I go with it? Yes. Uh, we want to continue what we've done at the end of every season, which is talk a little bit about our personal bests. And just to like ground this in the now i think we got to focus on 2022 because there's been so much that's happened in the last five years but also a lot that's happened this year so Sreya, can we tell the people what some of the personal best things that have happened for us this year have been absolutely would you like me to go first is that what yes. you're leading towards excellent yes. excellent i am prepared and ready uh personal best uh still being the dog that i got towards the end of last year he has yes. a puppy he is growing I'm seeing changes. He is a lot, um, but he's also the best thing. So Bogart, shout out to you. He's sleeping right next to me right now. And it's very cute. Second best thing, uh, not actually in particular order, I suppose, but 
is a mm-hmm. new job. I was not in the yeah. market for a new job. I wasn't looking for it. And also it's the perfect fit for me. I love it so much. I am like excited about work. I think I was on track to burnout in a big way, but now I get to do my job and still have my philosophy and values that I cultivated in my previous role and like showcase it and support others in that too, in a big way. And I love it so much. Um, Oh, I just being able to like witness the process of you kind of applying for and making that decision, like, oh, it's just been so cool to be um, witnessing alongside you. And I'm so excited and proud of you for being in that new role this year. Thank you. And I know we're focusing on 2022, but honestly, the person I am now versus five years ago, very different in the way I approached yeah. like applying to this job and like looking at it was not out of scarcity or fear, which I think a lot of my choices were based on before. So mm-hmm. I think that's very telling of the support that I've gained over the last few years from you and many others in like mm. making this decision. So that's the best thing. Uh, moving was the best thing. Yeah. I love where I live. It's so pretty. It's so quaint. It's just infused with nature. It's, you know, on the border of Minneapolis, St. Paul. <laughs> it's just a really, really nice change of pace. So those are the three personal bests for me. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. I think some of my personal best mirror some of yours. Mm. Not the dog one, though. <laughs> well, maybe um, the cat. I don't know. Maybe a little. I don't know. Um, I will. I sorry, I keep saying like, oh, I want to be really vague, but I'm sort of feeling in the moment like I don't want to be vague. Okay. So, okay. dear listeners, you get Ooh. a little inside scoop. Um, this year has been full of more change for me than ever before. And it's interesting because like I, I turned 35 this year and a lot of things like kind of are happening after five years. Like this podcast has less, lasted five years and now it's ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in my apartment for five years and now I moved to St. Paul. Um, like cake has been in existence for five years as well. And some changes are happening there. And so I think the personal bet, like big picture for me is just like navigating the changes that have come up in 2022 because they're like all for the better. Um, number one, I fell in love and that was just like, I mean, I haven't been in love for so long and I've never felt this kind of love before. And that has just been like one of the, I mean, that probably, I don't know is the best, best thing that's happened in 2022. Yeah. Can I I interject one thing quickly? Yes, you may. Yeah. We go back to the best of last season. Things, Ah. it was like looking ahead for 2022. You're like, dating. (laughs) And here we are, the best of Mm -hmm. 2022. Love, not even dating, but just yeah. like the best love you've had in your well, life. Well, and that's the thing too, because like I was really clear, like I took 2021 off of dating, 2022 I was gonna date. And so like there was a f- some of it's not surprising. Like I got back out there. That was my plan. I'm good at like, you know, making and executing a plan. Mm-hmm. But to be able to fall in love in a way, in like a, a way I've never known before, oh my God. Like that's way more than I could have ever asked for. Um, and so that and for like in January to meet my partner and then now be moving in together. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, we, um, it's sort of like it when you know, you know, kind of situation. And, mm-hmm. um, it's just, yeah, been the, probably the best thing of 2022. Hmm. Uh, another best thing that has, um, was pretty high up there is that I started anxiety meds yes. and that has helped life exponentially. Oh yeah. Um, that has been really big for me. And honestly, I think that the way I've been able to navigate some of the things that are going on in my life um, 
have been made more possible because of that, which is really, oh, it's just a gift. Like I'm, if meds can make your life easier in any way, in whatever kind, and I mean, I've been like this about ibuprofen my whole life. I got a headache. Great. Let me take ibuprofen. Um, So with that same logic, like, oh, I'm not like not feeling well in this area. If a medication could make me feel better, could I subsist without it? Sure. But why? (laughs) When it just Mm -hmm. makes everything so much better. So that's the best too. And then um, probably the biggest thing that's happening this year is that some major career changes are happening for me. Yay. And Soraya, you've been like along for this whole ride. Um, and listeners, I'll, you know, you can pay attention to me on the internet moving forward and you'll get to hear more. But basically, um, some changes are happening at Cake where I am no longer focused on everyday management because I have a team that's able to do that. Um, and they're great at it. And that's freed me up to take on something else. And so I actually have a new job that I've been working at for um, just a month, actually, this week and uh, as we record this. And that's been a huge, huge change for me, And uh, but like a change for good. Perfect it, I spent, Yeah. And I spent – so the thing is I spent so much of the summer um, – trying to figure out what I wanted to do because just like basically like like things weren't adding up at cake it was like well this is not I can't the way I had envisioned this business is not how it's able to grow in this moment and I want to make sure I can get paid and my team can get paid and our bills can get paid and that's not all happening so Mm -hmm. a change was needed and I spent so not so long but I spent some time kind of thinking through what kind of change that meant and decided that that meant like I should look for employment outside of cake. Um, But then once I decided that the way things have worked to like, you know, get the first and only job I applied for was just like, Oh my God, incredible. Um, And so, yeah, that's been a big change to navigate alongside this, like moving in with my partner alongside the podcast ending. It feels like the last couple months here have been just like really full of, I mean, on it, like this is maybe a dramatic way to say it, but like really, like my world has just been turning upside down. Yeah. Um, but I think in the pursuit of what I want and need, and in ways that feel good. Um, so yeah. So there's, I think, more than any year, probably since like 2017. Um, mm-hmm. there are just like so many things happening, and that feels best level kind of stuff going on for me. Yeah. Just when we look at the closing out of this chapter of the podcast, we've also closed a lot of other, or like transitioned a lot of other. Yeah, both you and I. Yeah, yeah, like NLC for for me as well. Yeah, it's just yes. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow. That's why I think it's so true for us to be like, yeah, it feels right. We've been ready. Mm -hmm. We've been ready and like building up over the years to get to a point where this is the time to transition. So. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. I'm so proud of you. Ah, I think, I mean, I'm proud of us. Like, you know, within this project and both separately outside of this project and the other things that we've been like, you know, working toward and navigating. Um, and I, there is something about this season of life right now that does lend itself to the ending of this project as just like part of all of the, all of the, the changes that are happening for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It's time. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Another Minnesota <laughs> question. <laughs> All right. Oh, don't you know? Don't okay. you know? <laughs> Let's sneak right past into the next section by doing a little question. All right. Oh my gosh. This is actually 
A super good one. This one okay. is, what is your favorite Minnesotan bookstore? Oh. Which I think is particularly perfect because what we did this last year and what we had done before is like go explore different bookstores. Like that has been a part mm-hmm. of our friendship. And I'm hoping next year for your birthday, we just like do an all out like day long road trip to all of the different bookstores oh for independent bookstore that, day. Mm-hmm. I think we should. And like we can, cause like this year we did it more on a whim, you know, mm-hmm. or not on a whim. Like you had put some thought to it, but it was like, Oh, do you want to do this? Yeah, I do. Let's do it. But I agree, Soraya. Next year we should like have a Saturday, make our plan, mm-hmm. start early. Oh, I look forward to it. Okay. All right. So that's going to happen, but I think it, we have to come back to what is your favorite Minnesotan bookstore? Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to choose. I know. Me too. What are your top three? How about that? Uh, I can go. I can go if you want some more time. Okay. So in no particular order, these are my top three. And it's because – so Black Garnet Books is now open. And it's in the Midway area. I have not been able to go yet, but I have just been so – impressed with the process of that coming to fruition and so I, I think I'm just really proud of it also garnet is my birthstone so I'm already a, a interested I didn't in that. realize that oh I love mm-hmm. the connection mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. um so that's one the other one is birch bark books which I've always been a fan of um and then the last one is actually buffalo books in buffalo minnesota where my parents live Sweet. and it is such a wonderful spot they have great coffee, great books. It just feels like a little area of peace in in a town that I'm not as familiar with and not Mm -hmm. as comfortable in necessarily. Not to say bad things about Buffalo. I just haven't had the experience there to explore it and feel like part of that community. But when I go in there, I feel like it's a community spot. So yeah. Cool. Oh, that's so cool. I love the ones you've mentioned i also black garnet would be on my list but i haven't been yet so i feel weird about that i don't know but they're Mm -hmm. right down the street for me i'm excited to go soon um i've bought books from their online shop before so that's why i feel like i can say something yeah oh yeah sorry i didn't say that in a way of like that doesn't count for you (laughs) i'm just thinking (laughs) like "Mm." um i okay so my a couple answers i think I there's two bookstores where like I've been to events there that have been meaningful to me and so that they're on the list for that reason one is Moon Palace books um, I've been there several times but um, one time I went to see a concert from Heather May there oh yeah and it was so incidentally I also got my car broken to that night in that parking mm. lot um mm. but <laughs> um I like Heather is just so good live. Like I listen to her CDs and stuff, but like seeing her live and her, I just like the like fat energy in her performances were just so, Oh my God. It was just, I don't know. It was such, so great. So I associate that experience with moon palace. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also there's been a couple events at majors and Quinn that have been like you and I have gone to, or most recently um, I was, I was able to um, be in conversation with some, who wrote the fat girls hiking book and was in this season of our podcast and Mm -hmm. so i think that's why that's on my list and then i sort of feel i have a connection in many ways with the bookstore on the corner by cake um Mm -hmm. yeah called the irreverent bookworm and while i don't actually spend a lot of time in there um i just love what their presence on our corner has done for my little shop like space like i think for our building it has just been so great because so for so long 
um, that the the first year or two of cake, that building, or excuse me, the shop space in the corner was vacant. And so just the way that things have kind of changed since they moved in several years ago has been really great. And um, like there, when I get all my books on Libro FM, they're the bookstore that I support with that. Um, and so I feel a connection to them in that way as well. Well, that was great. We answered that. Favorite bookstore. Okay, let's go into thank yous. So many thank yous. And it's, it feels like there's no way we'll ever adequately thank all the people that we need to thank. But yeah, I think we're going to try. I, we got to try. It aligns with our values. Uh, it aligns with how we go through the world. And so if we do not acknowledge you and you've had a hand in this, like, Please know we appreciate you. We love you. We thank you. And um, we're just trying to do our best to encapsulate that appreciation. So blanket, blanket thank you to anyone listening to this who has had a hand in this being a successful project. Um, And then we do have some specific folks we'd like to get into as well. Yes. I think first up, we got to acknowledge everyone we interviewed this season. 100%. In our previous best episodes, we've gone into like more detail about each episode, but um, this is the last of the last. And so we just want to acknowledge all the wonderful people we had a chance to talk to, hear their stories, and encourage you all to go back and give them a listen or listen for the first time if you haven't already. Mm -hmm. Of all the seasons, especially this season, um, because this is the end of season five. So just a big shout out to Summer Mashad Skog, who was our first full interview of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also a shout out to Casey Snow, who we were able to interview this season. and Alejandra Hernandez Chavez, who got to interview in addition to our matter of fat assistance that we heard updates from and then short interviews um, from Lindsay Bankhole and Soph Warwick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Did I, that's everybody, right? And then, I mean, we, we might also thank the creators, producers of oh, the TV brother. shows that we... <laughs> No, we don't need to think that they don't care. No. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Speaking of, last night, Nino was like, oh my God, Kat, look, Soraya, do you know? I can't believe I didn't. I must have been half asleep. I don't know why I didn't tell you this until now. The Criminal Minds reboot is coming out. It's like <gasps> happening. What? And it's set, I know, and it's set to come out on Thanksgiving, if I'm remembering what? correctly. I know. On Peacock? Um, no, probably Paramount Plus, huh? Oh, yeah, Paramount Plus. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Wow. So, I'm going to have to find someone who has a Paramount Plus account. Oh, you can have it. my, you can get on mine. Thank you. Bless. I'm the Bless. keeper of all of the, if, yes, of course yeah. you can get on mine. And actually, sorry, I think I've shared mine with you before. So we'll just have to properly oh, get you in there. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Any Paramount Plus folks, don't listen to this part. But yes, we will be watching The Criminal Minds. Oh, <laughs> you mean like people who like own Paramount yeah, Plus? The yeah, the execs of Paramount Plus. Please ignore this. This is alleged yeah. information just for comedic effect. Um, also, anyways. I give you so much money. Okay, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, you heard it here, folks. Criminal Minds, if you want to go listen to any episodes from season four, as well as The Criminal Minds, uh, matter of fact, uh, episode that we did, please do so and then watch the reboot. Um, yeah, funny. You Thank you said, for telling you me. Said, I think you said season four. Did is that Didn't we talk about Criminal Minds consistently through season four? Oh, that's what you mean. Yes, <laughs> yes. Almost every yes. episode has a yes. Criminal Minds. <laughs> Shoot. 
okay mm-hmm. bringing me back to life yeah. yep it was like what media are you watching uh, well inundated we went- us in the worst possible way <laughs> since our last fat dish Uh-oh. we've made it through two more seasons of freaking criminal minds okay yeah you yeah <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness okay Let's get back uh-huh. on track with, okay, you yeah. mentioned a uh, thank you to our our assistants in the last episode that we released. And yeah, just like thank them because they helped make yeah. various aspects of this project be a reality. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, and I feel like oh, we did a lot of like community thanks in that last episode. And I don't know if we'll capture that all here. So mm-hmm. let this be a continued on thanks from that episode too. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to think, I mean, a theme so far in this episode has been a chit chatting about our fat cash. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we got to thank Comic everyone. Comic Sans who... tattoo that will be coming out. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> also, Soraya, do we need to tell people who might have missed it why Comic Sans is such a thing? Um, I mean, we can. It's a nice little memory of the little old chestnut that we can crack open. <laughs> uh, <laughs> again, are we funny? Don't know, but we no. like it. Uh, so back in the pandemic, social media, I was getting into it. We were really investing in our stories. So every Tuesday I was charged with doing it. And this is actually when I moved into my, not where I live now, but previously. I, it was moving night. And it was late. It was super late. It was like 1130. I was like, oh, I didn't post today. Mm-hmm. And I really, I can't even remember what it was. But it was something I remember cool. exactly what it was. What was also, it? I, mean, I, I love how, how it I love up. how Saraya is like, I was delirious. It was so late. Which it was. And it was. also, this is still pretty, pretty <laughs> messed up in my opinion. Saraya is like, our friend Michael, friend of the pod, has this like cool event happening. Would love for you to come. Then, Saraya. Yeah, Sar- no, no, I'll, this t- I'll tell on, this, this part. Is, okay, it's uh-huh. on, and we just have, it, on Instagram stories. Yeah, Instagram stories. Uh, yeah, I knew I knew what I was doing because, like, I was delirious. I was tired, and I always I also like knew how much Cat thinks I'm bad at social media, and I'm I'm not. I just don't like to engage in it in that same way. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this because there wasn't an easy link to the digital event. This like, is I'll before say that much. we had links, I think, available on our stories. I'll give 100%, you hundred percent, hundred percent, and also like. There was a way to like the event didn't have a link either that I or like a a way to add them. So there wasn't truly a good way to do it unless it was like a link in the bio situation. But there was a Google Doc. (laughs) So the Google Doc was what they were using to have people sign up for the register for this digital event. And so I was like talking it up and I was like, okay, next slide, I'll let you know how to get there. And I like I was like, okay, I can figure this out, but right now I'm not going to. So I copied and pasted the link to the Google Doc in the story, which is not clickable and not useful at all. And I used the comments. There's a a million different like letters and numbers in this thing. The longest, the longest url that i could have possibly copied and pasted and i and that was the first time too that they were trying out the different fonts for yep. or, or like the yep. more advanced font mm-hmm. options i was like i'm gonna do comic sans because it's fun and we're having fun right now. and mm-hmm. i also knew that cat would hate it so much and i think part of me was like this is my time to shine this is just for mm-hmm. me and i did end up 
providing an option for people to access it. But that is why Comic Sans is forever something important to us. Um, it was like I it was like ironic, but also not ironic, not ironic. in my opinion. And no. also me saying that you're bad. I'm sorry, what is your like handle or your little bio on Twitter? Certified bad at social media. Like I'm a baddie. Like I'm really good at it. Like I'm- <laughs> No, I'm, I'm good at being a woman of the internet. I'm bad at like being a consistent content creator. Yeah, that's actually really accurate. You do pay really good attention to all the good stuff on on the internet. Also, okay, some well, of my stories I do want to bring up. Some of my stories were really excellent. Like when I did the roundups of different like fat artists or fat skaters. And yeah, I agree. Those were really fun. I'm just not consistent with it. So yeah, I think for you, because your social media is so on like buttoned up, that mm-hmm. being able to have a public like, oh, I get to like share this stuff here and people get to see it. Um, you know what I mean? More than the uh, the people who follow you on your personal. I bet yeah. that was fun to be able to, yeah, to like create out more outward facing <laughs> stuff in that way. When I remembered. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. we took yeah. a huge okay. little m- memory walk right there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fat Cash uh, it has been, for the last couple seasons, a way to send us funds over Venmo. And many of you have done that over the years. Um, and we appreciate that so very much. Like we've mentioned earlier, like it's very validating to know that like this podcast means so much to you that you can part with some of your hard-earned money to help support us in this project. Um yeah, it's just like really meant a lot. And um, I, we've given shout outs, of course, in our outros, but just many thanks to everyone who has supported us in in those in that way. Also, us using that avenue for support based on feedback. Like, thank you to everyone who took Good the point. surveys we did uh, a few seasons ago. Uh, that that helped a lot in figuring out what do people like, what do people don't like. Most people like everything, but you know what to focus our energies on and how to best continue the project. Yeah. That was really helpful. So, thank you to anyone who took those surveys. I love that you made that connection because I forgot about that. That was how we really started to like focus less on pursuing sponsorships and move to like a a different strategy based on what people said that they wanted. And not doing like Patreon or some other things because people are like, I can't consistently give, but I do want to give and I want to be able yeah. to like decide how much that looks and like. And some people did ask for Patreon, but it was just more the the resounding like feedback around um like financial support of the podcast was like, hey, would love to give you money once in a while as I'm able. And so that's yeah. why we put together the the Venmo. And we so appreciate everyone who's done that. We do. Thank you so much. We've also really appreciated the reviews folks have left us. And I know the primary format for that has been an Apple podcast. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if it matters. Like, I don't know if we've ever moved up any lists ever. I don't Mm -hmm. know how any of that goes. But um, every time we see a review, it's just like so heartwarming for us. And um, yeah, we've really we've really enjoyed the reviews that you have all been able to leave us. I think for the longevity of this project, like in the future when people come across it, because it won't be adding any new episodes, those will be really integral in someone deciding whether or not they want to listen to it. So they do mean a lot, even when we're not actively posting. So thank you all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And really, truly, this might sound like kind of trite, but like anyone 
out there who's ever spent any time listening to our podcast, reading about us on our website, sharing anything on social media or with a friend about our podcast, like really, we just appreciate the big and small and everywhere in between actions you've taken to consume and support Matter of Fat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm still astonished and still so grateful for you taking time and being a part of our conversation. Yeah. We appreciate all of you so much. Okay, my friend. It's time. Let's bring up the energy. We got <laughs> another Minnesota question up, we don't we? got another Minnesota question. Okay. All right. This is a silly one. Uh, Walker Sculpture Garden or Mall of America? <laughs> okay. I- I have an answer. It's kind of silly, though. Uh, but do you have your... I mean, I think I know what you're going to answer. What do you think I'm going to answer? You're going to say Sculpture Garden. I'm going to say Sculpture Garden with the addition of Lorraine Park. Okay. So it's not answering the question. But yeah, absolutely. I do not love the Mall of America. I have fond memories of being at the Mall of America. Now it just creates panic. And also, that's funny because the last time I was there was with you and Nino going to Sea Life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> But tell me why uh, on a Saturday in like the summer still uh, at six o'clock p.m. or no, eight eight o'clock p.m. or something like that. There were so many parents and children packed right into that mall. I cannot. I cannot. It was wildly busy. I did not enjoy the busyness level of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually shortly after Nino took me to the Duluth Aquarium, which I would in every way, recommend much more than Sea Life at the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yes, okay. you got my answer correct. It is the mm-hmm. Sculpture Garden, and I would tack on the Loring Park with that. So. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick the Mall of America, not because of, like, right now, the Mall of America, um, because I, I do go sometimes, but it does elicit a lot of the feelings that you've already shared, Surya. Um, But I have such great memories of the Mall of America, and, like, two things in particular – when I was younger, um, you know, living in La Crescent, Minnesota, uh, being a plus size person, there were not a lot of options for clothes for me. And usually twice a year, we'd go to the Mall of America and go shopping, like kind of like before school started or like for Christmas. And like that was like a big tradition with my mom. It would be like, you know, Cute. most of your Christmas gift is like money to you shopping. And um, and we would like come up and like stay overnight in a hotel. And it was just like a very fun, get, like kind of getaway. But then also for me as like a young fat person to have access to so much more clothing. I remember like going into Torrid for the first time and being like, Oh my gosh, I get all of like, I, this is stuff that fits me. It was just, those feelings were really, really um, like still sit with me. And my other memories from the mall is the mall of America is the location of my very first retail job ever at Aldo (laughs) accessories. Um, And so there is some, um, kind of nostalgia that lives with that for me as well. So of the two, both are, I mean, the mall sucks. And also <laughs> it wins in this scenario for me because of the aforementioned memories. Okay. Another matter of fact connection to the Mall of America is when we actually got to be part of that video series that, you know, had a, a yeah. twist ending, but we got to be interviewed for this really cool project, which was focusing on actually kind of similar to these questions, like different huge like Minnesotan concepts or ideas and our reactions. So Minnesotans react too. And one of the questions and one of the concepts was about Mall of America. And that was really fun to talk about. 
Yeah, it really was. Mm-hmm. Long live Camp Snoopy is all I have to say. <laughs> uh, okay. Next part of this is like, what is next for us? We've kind of gotten into this a little bit, but yeah. what do you want to share about what comes up for us after the podcast ends? I think what is exciting is that there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of like, I mean, we're creating for ourselves, like, you know, people talk about it as like white space or just like open space and time for us to consider what's next. Um, you know, individually with creative projects and stuff. But I think the most important thing is that like our friendship continues and gets to like, mm-hmm. oh, I was going to say transcend. What words am I saying? <laughs> um, it, it gets to like evolve into like yeah. a new kind of season for us in our friendship. Um, like we mentioned earlier, that relates to like us spending time together that is not as focused on um this stuff and can just be like pure friend fun all the time Mm -hmm. and i'm just Mm -hmm. so excited for it yeah absolutely and also so there is like a sadness right to this facet of our friendship ending and like spending time with you all as our listeners and you know consistent like creative project that sadness exists and also i'm like really thrilled to just have time, like constant unstructured time in my week to do and explore new new things, whatever that might be. Um, You've shared over this season how like rest has been a really big priority or like trying to figure out how to rest because you are not a person who rests. You are a go, go, go person. And so I think this kind of frees up some space to try resting or figure out what will be restorative, a restorative practice in the future. Yeah, I I do appreciate the what you shared about like the sadness around this too because I do feel that as well. It it's going to be so weird for us to just be like sending like fat scuttlebutt amongst ourselves and <laughs> you know just to chat about it, not to be like, oh yeah, like add that to the outline, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's going to be very just a little weird, I think too. Um. But also, too, there are spaces we can process those things outward facing. You know, I I actually was thinking about this. This is such a small thing. But I spend a lot of um, like when I'm on social media, if there's like fat stuff that comes across my stories, I often will send it to matter of fat to share out there. But now it's just like I'm just going to share more of that stuff. Like I'll still be sharing it. It's just like the way I'm sharing will be, you know, different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. I'm excited to know. I'm just, yeah, Soraya, I'm excited to continue to check in with each other as time goes on to see what comes of the space that we're creating in our worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, kind of not now, not this year or probably next year, or, you know, anytime very soon, but I, I feel like I have another podcast in me as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have talked for a long time about probably like wanting to write something mm-hmm. um, to like write a book or something. And I think that m- nowadays the model we see a lot with people who write nonfiction um, is that like they have a podcast and then that like helps um, connect to what they bring out in their book. So like and build their audience. Always, yeah. It's always weird to this is okay. I'm going like in a whole other like tangent to come back, but what would this last episode be without that? I was going to say it's um, the last time you can do it here. So I know. Go for it. I know. But like, I think um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about um, like my work and just like business ownership and entrepreneurial life and like the space that like 
I and we have carved out for ourselves, like within like the fat liberation conversation and this creative project. And I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, there are some models of like how people do this, but there's, I think we get really bogged down and like, well, this is how other people have pursued this project or like, um, I'll just like speak to like small business stuff. It's like, okay, well you get a podcast and then you write a book and then you do a speaking circuit, then you mm. do this and you do that. And like, cool, maybe I could do that. But what I really want to challenge myself to do is like, think about ways to pursue the things that I care about and like give what I want to give to the world. Um, in but not feel like I have to follow like the path or the trajectory that's been like the few little roots that have already been established but like consider what it would be like to put a a different route together for myself in a way that makes sense so I'm like going on and on but um I share that to say like I'll probably have another podcast in my life um but not soon (laughs) taking a break for sure and doing things right doing things right as best as we know how in the moment I think is a big part of this yeah Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess one other thing that I'm excited about what what's next for us, but like us as a fat community, is what strides will fat liberation take now that you know we've had this opportunity to reflect on it together and really be mindful of what we're seeing, what we like, what we don't like. I'm just excited for more time to pass and more strides to happen and hopefully um forecasting in like an upward way or like yeah, in the right direction. Um Yeah. Yeah, I think that I love that you mentioned that. And it makes me think that like, both simultaneously, I worry that yeah. our podcast topics will become obsolete or like, you know, mm. too so dated. <laughs> yeah. And actually, it's probably already happened with some of the things we talked about in the first sec- uh, the first few seasons. Yeah. But also, what a joy for some of these things to be like a little obsolete or dated because of the strides that have been made. So it's a both and for me. And I too am very curious to see um, where, yeah, where the things that we care about move specifically around fat liberation and beyond. Um, and I, I hope that we have in this space with matter of fat been able to carve out a little bit of space, um, if not only for you and I to like discuss these things, but to help others around us be, think about them a little bit more fully too, because like, that's how change happens. Right. Um, us being able to think through these things here and then see how those ripple out into our lives. Yeah. To that, to that end too, I'm glad things are obsolete. That means that there are things that are changing for the better. And also we were still talking about the fat liberation manifesto. I was just going to say like all of that. And also why does the freaking fat liberation manifesto? He's 70. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It rings just as true today as it did before. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah this leads into like what's next maybe for our audience. And I think we have some suggestions about like where else you might be getting some rad fat content now that matter of fat's coming to an end. Do you want to do a question before that? <gasps> oh, I, I sure. Let's do one more. <laughs> okay. I just feel like we got to get it in there while we can. You're right. You're, um, you're absolutely right. I'm so sorry. I skipped to the next without that's without okay. question time. I think that's fun teaser for people to stick around because this was what was going to stop you from continuing to listen to this hour and a half long. Current <laughs> what's what's this question now? I'm curious if there if it's going to be a weird one or a a very easy easily answerable question. 
So it's kind of a weird one, but also very, very well aligned to what we were just talking about, which is funny. Okay, go um, for it. And you'll figure out why. So are you getting your weather updates from Paul Hutner's NPR updraft blog or Sven Sungard on Care 11? <laughs> Okay. And the reason this is so like this speaks to like the what we were just talking about is that now Sven Sungard is also affiliated with NPR, right? Yeah. So this question is obsolete. It's NPR, baby. That's where I'm mm-hmm. getting it. Mm-hmm. NPR all the way. Yep. All right. That's so so funny. that was a quick one. Yeah. And also like what a Minnesota e question because it relates to the weather. I don't know. I was that's just silly. And I that would fit in so well with those questions before, but you're right. It is now obsolete. I was really proud of that question when I put it together before. <laughs> so funny. It's a good one. Mostly because Sven Sungard is like the most Midwestern, like Minnesotan name that you could put out there for um a weather related question too. So Do you do you think that that's his given name or he has changed it a little bit to be like more catchy for news and public eye? Oh, but that would like really pigeonhole you for a specific demographic if you want to get into the news game. So I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like names with like good like alliteration are good. Mm. But you're right. It is so Midwest. Yeah. Okay. We'll ask Sven another day. We'll do some Googling. Um, we'll, we'll talk yeah. to Sven later on. <laughs> Yeah, let's get into the content, the content yeah. of it all. And this is, we have just like a, a list that we've thrown together, you know, throughout every episode, I feel like we've given lots of um, suggestions and ideas for like what we're listening to or what we're enjoying. But we wanted to speak specifically to furthering the fat agenda and some things that you might consider um, in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I... This is hard. So back when we were at the Rad Fat Adventure Camp and we did our first like live taping of this episode, somebody actually asked like, what podcast do you like to listen to? Or No, what they asked content? what other fat podcasts do we like to listen to, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yes. Oh, um, got it. Yeah. But so I was a little stumped at that time, not because there aren't fat podcasts out there or like body lib podcasts out there it's just like my preferences with podcasts are so specific that just because it's out there doesn't mean that it's in my regular rotation which is the hard part so um but there is one currently that we have talked about a lot which is maintenance phase so i really like in our regular rotation and most of fat america's regular rotation i think but if you've not heard of maintenance phase we would 11 out of 10 recommend Mm -hmm. no yeah i mean there are problems with everything anything that we'll say has the potentiality to be problematic (laughs) as well as us but as of right now yeah i think that has been so fun to listen to because of what how we like to engage on ours, a very chatty podcast. They do a great job with research and bringing up different content that relates to like diet culture. So I, yes, yeah. highly. And so. one of the co-hosts, Aubrey Gordon, had a book that she wrote that we really enjoyed last year and then has a new book coming out. Um, and so we would recommend both of those as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the names. The, the book that well, is, we is already out. about when we talk about fat. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing it's like red cover. Mm-hmm. And then the upcoming one is like. You just need to lose weight is what it's called. And ni- well, is it 19? Uh, yeah, I think so. And 19 other myths about fat people. 
Cool. And Aubrey did not read the audiobook for her first book, but she is for this one, which I'm delighted by. Because, you know, you get used to hearing somebody on their podcast and you're like, it's weird when their book is not read by them, in my opinion, as mm-hmm. an, an audiobook listener. Yeah. What other suggestions do you have, Kat? Yeah. Well, I know um, in terms of fat podcasts, I think they've really come and gone, actually. Um, I know we were like um, – She's All Fat was like probably the most prominent when we started this project and they've since ended. Um, a couple of years ago, I made like a um, a playlist for our cake Spotify that had just like an episode or two of a lot of different fat podcasts on there. And I'm kind of in my mind running through them and I don't know if all a lot of them exist anymore. Um, but, you know, podcasts, you can always listen to old stuff too. Mm-hmm. One suggestion that I is more honestly from Alejandra who we interviewed this season who I work with at cake she loves unsolicited fatties talk back podcast and I have not yet got deep into it um but she is like every fat chat we have at cake she's like and one more recommendation it's like any topic we have she's like so there's an episode of unsolicited fatties talk back where they talk about blah, blah, blah. so I think I need to mention that here um mm-hmm. as a possibility for that rad fat podcast consumption I love that and also I'm thinking about all of our pod looks. like we highlighted a lot of different um, podcasts that were out there. Uh, yeah. Some, yeah, again, that aren't currently going on. But I think what it really comes down to is just exploring and figuring out what you like listening to and what's going to engage you the most because that's how I navigate podcasts. It's yeah. like, what am I in the mood for? I like this content, but how is it being delivered? How does it make me like question things, sit down, um, enjoy what I'm listening to? I, there's just a lot of different moods that I'm trying to get into. So yeah. I would just encourage you to explore and, and like figure out what you like too. And save things for later. Cause like for me, I might not be in the mood for something now. And then, you know, six months later, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is what I want mm-hmm. in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm um, glad you brought up the, the fat chats though. Cause I think oh, that's yeah. another natural way to get into content. Yeah. So um, my shop, Cake Plus Size Resale, has a Patreon community. And so members of the Patreon community get access to this monthly event. And if you're not part of the Patreon community, you can just grab a ticket to come. Um, It's monthly virtual Zoom convos that we call Fat Chats. And my team has like a topic for each one that they identify and usually put some resources together around it that you can or don't have to look at. But it's just like a, like a 90 minute space for people to be together to talk through the topic at hand, um, you know, prioritizing fat experiences. And they're really fun. And Alejandra leads them, who you heard from this season. Um and I would just really strongly recommend there are some, I think it's cause it's like fat folks together on zoom. There are some like pod luck vibes for me in those fat chats. Cause it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. fat people together on zoom talking about a fat thing. Um, so if you enjoyed our pod lucks, you might enjoy cakes, fat chats as well. Some things that have also come up, whether it be through those pod lucks before, or even our previous episodes. So these are just books. We mentioned Aubrey's book coming out and the one she had written before. I'm a big fan of Belly of the Beast by Deshaun Harrison. Um, so it's Belly of the Beast, the politics of anti-fatness as anti-blackness. I think it's beautifully done. And actually, this links with another suggestion we have, which is joining ASDA. And Deshaun is a director with ASDA. So yeah. I think that's a great connection. That's great. I didn't write this on our um, thing, 
uh, uh, our thing. So the listeners like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't, I write didn't it on our thing. <laughs> I didn't put this on our outline, but I'm remembering that last year I read this book I really loved called "Bad Fat Black Girl: mm-hmm. Notes from a Trap Feminist" by Cecily Bowen, and I it, I thought it was an awesome book. Um, and so I'd like to add that to the list of things to consider for fat lib book content i also don't know the actual content of this other book that i'm going to suggest but we love yvette dion and her book is coming (gasps) out waitlist yes yeah i already pre-ordered it i'm so excited oh my gosh so i feel confident in plugging it even though i haven't read it yet and you know that brings me to a suggestion that i think i I know we've talked about before so we are like yvette dion fangirls Mm -hmm. um because like just the the way that she talks about fat politics just really speaks to us um and i think that became clear to you and i Sariette, when we were gathering resources for our minisodes from season three mm-hmm. we in those minisodes we have linked so many articles and resources um many articles by yvette dion mm-hmm. um and so if you're looking for fat stuff um like a way to be you know, more invested or like more inquisitive about fat topics, going through some of the resources we linked on those minisodes would be a really great start just to read those articles, but also to become familiar with the people who are writing them, because then you can search them and see the other work that they are continuing to put into the world. Mm -hmm. And that might be a really cool way to, um, you know, use us as a guide to think of resources that might be interesting to you. Mm -hmm. And one of those, I mean, forever resources that we talked about on and on and on again was Sabrina Strings, um, Fearing the Black Body. So that's another good way to engage with this. Uh, I did want to just quick put in as does the Association for Size, Diversity and Health. We've talked about it before, specifically when we interviewed Annie. uh, I don't remember what season was. Was that season two or three? I think three. I think three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Yes, I think joining ASDA would be another way to just like get connected to a a community that is committed to size inclusivity, specifically in health, but just seeing how that impacts, you know, every other social determinant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And ASDA's really growing and doing some things like the, the different, I'm, I'm a member. And so like the, um, the emails I get about the different like conversations they're having and topics that are coming up and speakers they have seem really rad. Um, and really sent like these, like, I think they're, uh, really trying to decenter whiteness as part of these conversations, um, and that's I think notable through the the really cool folks that they're having come to speak, like people that I don't know of. You know, I, I feel like for so long it was like the regular twelve people being highlighted in you know conversations, and it feels like Asda's really taking the time to be more thoughtful about who they're asking to lead those conversations. And um, for that reason, I would really wholeheartedly uh, re- uh, recommend Asda. Cool. Cool. What else? Anything else? You know, no, I don't know. Just like social media. We're women of the internet. Um, I think we'll continue to be interested to see what's happening there. I'm, you know, on all public, all things. So you can find me there. Sreya is locked down on all things except for Bogey's Insta. <laughs> Nothing is updated there, but get at Bogart the Weedy if you want. Um, I, and, you know, Sreya and I are still talking about like what our stuff will look like. Like matter of fact, page, we're not going to like delete it, but I don't know if we'll do much any updating there i guess stay tuned for what will happen with that um yeah and 
I guess like I had kind of hoped to be like, okay, everybody, here's the plan. The website will live until 2025 and then yeah. this will happen. And this, I don't, we don't have we a don't plan know. around those things yet. Um, and I also like, we don't have to, um, but just know that it's we, not going away as of release of this episode. Yeah. It's yeah. not going away. And you can still find us like, if you send us a DM, we'll get it at some point. Yeah. Um, if you email us, we'll probably see it sometime <laughs> in the mix of like spam that comes to us. A lot of people send us emails addressed to Matt, M-A-T-T, <laughs> um, that they I think have surmised from like the matter of fat. It's just so funny. Um, but yes, so we will keep these things up uh, for now and feel free to get in touch with us through them if that makes sense for you. I want to do one more question. Okay. Okay. And this is. Did you do the randomizer or did you I pick didn't. this one out? I picked this one for a reason. I knew it. You knew- <laughs> Wow. It's almost like we've been doing this for five seasons and we're good friends. It's <laughs> weird. Uh, so, this question is very specific because it actually calls, it harkens back to our first episode. So, the question that we have is Prince or Lizzo? And I think our answer for this is the same it's Lizzo. Resounding Lizzo. Yeah. yeah. But like in our first episode, this was before she broke big, but was already like a favorite of both of us was Lizzo. And I think that's true of what my hope was for the future is that I hope the things that we have talked about and cherished the most in this podcast continue to grow and change the world in the most beautiful and big and boisterous ways. And so that's why I wanted to ask that question about Prince or Lizzo. Because like, yeah, Prince is a hometown statement. Like that is really important part of the landscape of the Twin Cities. But for us, Lizzo started this podcast with us, like to the point where at first we were like, maybe we could get an interview with her. And then we just like, dragged our feet for so long that it was like hopeless to consider that right right Um, yeah but i wanted to close this out by recognizing how much Lizzo was a part of the the like the initial parts of this project so yeah yeah. Lizzo. Mm -hmm. i think that that was a great question to to end on um yeah and with that i think we're getting to the end Well, we've come to the end of our 75th episode, our final episode. It's been a trip saying goodbye to you at the end of each episode, and I'm so grateful to be here one more time. We want to share our sincerest love and thanks to everyone listening and engaging with us and supporting our podcast. Truly, we love and appreciate you very much. Yes, we do. Your support has come through a myriad of ways, you know, streams, comments, showing up at IRL parties and virtual podlucks, talking with us about how the podcast made you feel, fat cash contributions, incredibly positive catcalling on the street. That happened (laughs) once. We cannot name all of you, but we do appreciate you and want to name just some folks in this outro who contributed to our fat cash and the ongoing legacy costs of the podcast. Special shout out in this episode to Dana, who sent us some fat cash recently. Dana, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you so, so much. Thank you for your continued support. And y'all, we'll keep the fat cash open for the next few weeks in case you'd like to contribute to this project or kind of share what it's meant to you monetarily. But that for sure at some point will be closed up here. And mm. yeah, probably after a couple of weeks. Yeah. We did a very last minute social media message, like encouraging anybody to share comments with us about um, 
what they think about the podcast and this project so we could feature them in this final episode. And I'm so pleased to share this comment from Erin. Are you, are you ready, Kat? I'm ready. Okay. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. Erin says, when I listen to Matter of Fat Pod, I feel like my best friends are chatting with me and also teaching me stuff. My favorite. I know. I also like when you interview guests and they say their Insta handles, which are always in the show notes, and I get to follow them. You've created quite the community, Kat and Soraya. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Erin. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. That is really special. Okay. Also, Soraya. Yeah. We've got a comment from your mom, Jan. No, okay. I love that. Um, I don't I don't think the end of this podcast would be what it is without support from our moms. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but this intergenerational support has been so lovely. And oh my gosh, I think my mom mentioned she's like, Did Kat tell you that I sent something in? And I was like, Yeah, she told me she's like, Are you embarrassed? I'm like, No, I'm not embarrassed. I guess I haven't heard it yet, but I can't wait to hear what she has to say. Here it comes. <laughs> Jan was so quick. Um, we posted the thing and then boom, in the inbox, we wow. got this from her. A woman of the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She says, so very proud of you both. What an incredible undertaking. I'm amazed that you were able to sustain your podcast for five years. A job well done. Most of all, I personally grew and learned so much from listening to your podcast. Big thanks go to your assistants too for the support in your journey. Thank you and wishing you all the best in your next adventures. Oh, so sweet thank you so much um oh we just i don't know i loved seeing that kind note pop into our inbox so quick after we asked for um for our little last minute call outs jan we love and appreciate you yeah and we didn't read it until this this like recording so yeah wow true reactions here thanks mom love you so much um Mm. okay while this is our last episode there are plenty of seasons to check out. Nice little time capsules to explore. So you can go ahead and do that. You can also, for now at least, spend time with Matter of Fat through your preferred podcatcher or visit our website at www.matteroffatpod.com and find our social media at Matter of Fat Pod. Oh, oh my gosh, Soraya, are you ready to do this? As oh my god, I'm like not, but I'm as ready as I can be. Yes, yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening to our fat liberation stories, our incredible guests, our travels and adventures, our Midwestern musings, and our friendship grow all as a matter of fat. Oh my god. I do feel I do feel more emotional than I thought I'd feel actually. I yeah. know, dude. Last it's time like we ever saw five that. years. I know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Keeping it in. This oh. is what I was talking about. The fun, the fun in between things. This is major mouth movement. sounds. Mmm. Don't don't <laughs> gross. <laughs> Just for you, Saram. No, I'm putting that at the end of the episode. You may not. I will, because you <laughs> oh did that. Gosh. You knew I'd have to be uh, obligated to hear that nonsense, so everybody <sighs> will. Mm-hmm. <laughs>